What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 96 of Trail Tales. My name is Kyle O'Grady. I am a through hiker. I am a peak bagger. I am a huge hiking nerd. And every single week, I chat with other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail. That's right. Very weird introduction so far, but that's okay because this is a great episode. Natalie Reynoso is on the show. She hiked the John Muir Trail. And after she hiked the John Muir Trail, she made a list of things that can go wrong when backpacking. And it is a long list. And in this episode, we just go through every single item on said list. So some of these things are going to be very relatable to a lot of you. Some of them are a little bit more unique to her hike, but either way, it was super fun. And Natalie, when you hear this, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're going to get into the episode in just one second. First, let me say a couple quick but very important things. Number one, if you want to help support Trail Tales, if you listen to this podcast week after week, I know there's a few thousand of you who do just that. Please check out the Trail Tales Patreon page, patreon.com slash trailtales. You'll get a little bit of bonus content, you'll get a couple stickers, and you will get invited to a monthly video chat with myself and all the other hiking nerds on the Patreon page. So once again, please go check that out if you are a regular listener to the show and you want to help ensure I can keep doing this, patreon.com slash trailtales. My Instagram is at kylehateshiking. I feel like I haven't plugged that in a while as is my YouTube channel. So go check out those things if you haven't done so already. That would be much appreciated. And I think that's all I got. I think we're going to keep this one short. Five-star iTunes reviews. Go leave one of those maybe. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's jump into this episode. Episode number 96 with Natalie Reynoso. number 96 natalie renoso how's it going hi i'm good how are you i'm good did i get that okay renoso yes thank you okay good deal um thank you so much for doing this episode folks this is going to be a fun episode because i feel like most of the time when i have somebody on trail tales i know like a little bit about what they've done and we've kind of talked a little bit about you know some of the points we're going to hit or whatever the trails we're going to talk about but this episode is going to be a little bit different because Natalie has like a list of things that I'm looking at right in front of me. A list of things. And actually, no, this is the title. A list of bad things that could happen while backpacking. And uh, I think most of it's related to her hike of the John Muir Trail, which is cool. Um, I don't know anything about that trail besides the things that I've learned about it on the show, which it's been a while since I've talked about it. So... Um, I probably don't remember most of those things, let's be honest. Um, but we're going to talk about some of that stuff too. But I, yeah, I think we're basically just going to go through this list kind of and just see where it takes us. So with that said, Natalie, I'm going to yeah. give you a few minutes to kind of just introduce yourself here, tell everybody who you are, what you've hiked and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, um, my name is Natalie Reynoso. I'm here in California and uh, this summer, I hiked the John Muir Trail northbound in June, and that was um, right coming off of um, all the forest, like all the permits weren't being issued in May for COVID, and then they were issued in June. So 
we kind of hit the trail a little bit without training as much as I would have liked to right before. But, um, so I did the John Muir trail with, uh, I believe 10 different friends throughout several different sections of it. And this is my third summer on the John Muir trail. I did a a five day section and then I did a nine day section last summer. Well, on and around the trail Mm -hmm. on off trails in the Eastern Sierra. And then this summer, I finally back for the whole thing. And I decided to go North for a couple of reasons, uh, because, um, it's easier to get permits going north. And it is? Also, it I feel is. like I should know why, because it's definitely been talked about in previous <laughs> episodes. So I'm sorry, yeah, everyone. But can you, you just wanna, explain that again? Well, going doing a section of the JMT or going north on the JMT, you can just go on like recreation.gov. Six months prior, they become available, and you can just reserve them. Okay. But why is and that then, different than going southbound? Like, why? If you want to go south, you're starting in the National Park Yosemite, uh, and, you, okay. and you have to enter the lottery. And so then you're like hoping for. Do most people go south though? I think more JMTers go south, but the cool, the other reason I wanted to go north is I wanted to hike with the PCTers. So the JMT is a 200 and something mile section of the PCT. So going northbound, I'm hiking with all the PCTers, and that's really fun. Gotcha, gotcha. Can you just give like everybody listening, and honestly, more so your boy a uh, refresher on uh, just some of the stats of the jmt like i i don't it's not the whole thing is connected with the pct or maybe uh, it is. i, I can't believe remember. like when you get to um mammoth there's a couple miles that it splits and then at the ending um in yosemite the pctiers go north at tuolumne meadows and the jmtiers spend another day wrapping down around into Yosemite Valley. But also um, I started out of uh, Horseshoe Meadows, Cottonwood Pass Trailhead, which gave me an extra three days before I started the JMT, just on the PCT, because I wanted to start out of um, uh, Horseshoe Meadows is like 10,000 feet. And then I summited Mount Whitney on day three, rather than the like official Southern terminus of, the official Southern spot of the JMT is the summit of Mount Whitney. Oh, so it actually, I feel like I should know this. I'm sorry, everyone, but it so actually like some, starts on Mount Whitney? Yeah, well, for the JMTers going south, they're ending at Mount Whitney, and then they still have to go down, um, like, the Mount Whitney Trail to Mount, to Whitney Portal, which I believe is, like, nine miles or something. Okay. But um, I wanted to, but, and actually, good thing I didn't book it out of that, going up Mount Whitney day one, which which is, like, an insane seven, six or 7,000 foot climb. Uh, that people do in one day if you're starting that way. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I wanted to start out of Cottonwood and have kind of a gradual climb to Mount Whitney Summit. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, let's... Um... Oh, and, oh and sorry, it was sorry, good go that I didn't start because in June, actually, Whitney Portal was still closed. They weren't allowing people to go up that way. Okay, okay. Interesting. Which was cool because so no one was really up there when we summited. Just a couple of PCTers. Why don't we kind of jump into this list here? Actually, no. First, before we jump into the list itself, can you just explain like a little bit what this list is, I guess, like how it came to be and all <laughs> yeah, that stuff? Yeah, so because we had um, just had like three months of COVID before we did the JMT, we were a little bit out of shape and like a little bit on the struggle bus. Um, <laughs> and so um, my friends that I was backpacking with, we like, were everyone was so complainy, like kind of 
lighthearted, fun complaining. Like we love this and it's horrible all at once. Um, and so I started writing down everybody's complaints and <laughs> made a list in my notes. And then um, it got kind of long. And then later in the summer, I went back for another like 10 day backpacking trip with my neighbor's Boy Scout troop. I did a couple other little small trips over the summer. And so the list just kept growing and everybody kept wanting to add to it. And it was kind of funny, <laughs> a fun, like campfire conversation, just adding to this list because we all understand it. So there's kind of like a story behind each of these items, I'm guessing. Yeah, everything on this list happened to me or somebody that I hiked with this summer. Okay. Not and people should know, like, this list is long as, like, shit, too. Yeah, it's not just, page. like, a couple things. Like, it's it's a long <laughs> list, so I don't think we're going to be able to hit every single point. But this is cool because this is Trail Tales, the podcast, Trail yeah. Tales. And this entire episode, basically, is going to be just nothing but Trail Tales, particularly bad ones, maybe, I guess. We're, we're going to find out, but I think that's awesome. So why don't we just jump in? Do you think I should go down the list or should I just jump sure. into to random go, ones? Yeah, let's just go down it. Okay. All right. Let's go down it. So we got some, the, the top, the top two here have to do with, with noses. So I got raw runny nose and bloody nose. So obviously those names yeah. are kind of self-explanatory. But <laughs> yeah, let's those the... just kind of happen. Like a lot of people get bloody nose. Oh, because um, it's so dry out here in California. Oh, that's something and I wouldn't so, have thought of here on the East yeah, Coast, honestly. Like just waking up with like those bloody nose boogers and uh, <laughs> like just it's dry skin on your face a lot. Um, yeah. And then, so, so yeah, I, I think this is going to be good because a lot of these are just like, I'm sure have happened to like most people i don't know about the yes. bloody nose but <laughs> i mean it's like when i was with the boy scouts one of the kids got like a really bloody nose one of the days just is that common for people when they hike out west like is that a thing i'm just not aware of because I, it's so I, dry out there i do see people get them yeah interesting well shit i hope it doesn't happen to me when i get out there someday um back pain slash yeah, so... pack too heavy <laughs> Yeah, my pack start. My starting weight was forty pounds because I had five days of food, so um, and a bear can. So and then on day five we resupplied and I had eight days of food and it was a little over forty pounds and like it's just so hard to be a light backpacker with a week's worth of food and with a bear can. So my my and I had backpacked in a few months or I, I guess since fall at that point so i was just we were really struggling with our weight the first two weeks of the three weeks i mean a bear canister i i, th I again i should know this are they required for the entire trail pretty much yep pretty much the entire jnt there's a couple spots in the sierra where you can hang a sax but like most of the jn but the jnt like and this is where pc tears at kenny meadow south which is a few days before where i started They've all got to get their their bear cans in, in their ultralight packs, and it's like everyone hates it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, are there any? So this is something here in the Adirondacks. Uh, they they're very or not even the Adirondacks. I should specify the Adirondack High Peaks region. Um, they require a bear canister for overnight hiking there, and they're like really specific about it too. So they won't even let you bring like certain brands and certain kinds of bear canisters. Oh. So is 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 it similar over there or is it just any bear canister? I think it's any bear can. I use like the BV uh, 450 and 500, depending how 
what I'm doing, but um, you, a lot of like you know splurgy hikers have the barricades and um. The what? I've I heard, see. I don't know anything about bear cancer, so this is all. This I've is all heard that um in the like grizzly territory, like Tetons and Yellowstone. I've I've heard, or maybe it's Canada. I heard somewhere up there, barricades aren't approved. They're like the ultra, the lightest ones, the most expensive ones. I don't know, but in California, I think you can have anyone. Gotcha, gotcha. Good to know. Good to know for sure. All right, back to the list foot blisters do you have any good stories about blisters uh, i mean this is the yeah. kind of thing where yes, like <laughs> i've like i haven't gotten a blister in so freaking long i should knock on wood here that Me like i either. i kind of forgot that this was even a thing because like i feel like most people after you hike enough like your feet kind of get used to it but anyway you sorry i'm going off track here yeah yeah um so i got like these tiny little dime-sized blisters on the balls of my feet which is crazy because i don't get blisters ever and but then i put 40 pounds on my back and suddenly my weight was like so much heavier on my feet that I got these little tiny blisters. And I, I seriously thought I was going to quit. Like, cause I had a resupply day five. I thought I was going to go out and like not do it because it was that miserable. And they were these oh, teeny, tiny little blisters. And I, and I've never had blisters like this. Um, anyway, they healed. I, you know, popped them, um, taped them. I was fine. Then a few days later, one of my friends that I was hiking with jumps into a lake and um, has these blisters. We didn't even know she had blisters because she was being tough and not complaining about the blisters. And they, like, exploded. And her blisters were, like, the size of, like, uh, like I guess you'd say, like, a silver dollar. Like, Ooh, giant. Yikes. Like a, they were giant. They were the whole balls of her feet. And they ended up uh, being a big challenge. Did but, she get through them, though? She, you know they were still there she was the only friend that did the whole thing with me and and they were still there at the end in three weeks. oh my god they were god. so bad that's awful but, hiking on blisters freaking sucks i can't imagine doing it for and three she, weeks she's worn these shoes for hiking for years and she, we were like in disbelief but it's adding 40 pounds just changes your adding 40 pounds if you haven't hiked with that and recently like it will do it mm-hmm yeah, I mean, I could see that for sure. Why were your packs so heavy besides like the bear canister? And, and I mean, five days worth of food is a lot of food, I guess. Yeah. But is are there any? Is there anything else like unique to this trail that I'm? Uh, we like, had missing? different micro. We had to bring micro spikes, so we all have our Catula micro spikes. Um, but that was that was in in June since we since I chose to go in June. The high passes still had snow on them. Oh, okay. Okay. What were like the temperatures like? See, this is like again foreign. It's like a, yeah. it's like the yeah. moon to me. Like and I have I know no fucking idea. PCT and uh, I do. Most most PCTers go through the Sierra, like in June. It's the ones that are going through in July are kind of late starters. Um, but yeah, uh, in this in at night we were at about 30, 30 to thirty five degrees probably, um, and then during the day it was like lovely in the sixties seventies. Um, in July, um, when I was back with the Boy Scouts is when you get, um, like some thunderstorms in the afternoons and it's a little warmer. It feels like 80. I actually don't know how much it, how hot it is, but mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Next on the list. So, and this is something again, I am not, I am not accustomed to. And actually this, this one, I want to hear you talk about this next one because I'm actually very worried about this for if, and when I go out West. <laughs> sunburns what happened yeah. well um 
I yeah, the PCT, the JMT is very exposed and a lot of people get sunburn. I have like, you know, a sun system. I wear a nerdy sun hat and sunglasses and um I got some sun gloves actually towards the end of summer finally. Sun gloves. Up. And then I have the whole nerd look. But um a lot of people do get really sunburned, like some of the PCTers that we saw. They have red faces. <laughs> but that, I don't have any good stories about that one. Is there like so I, I feel like this might have been talked about on the show before, but the one thing I'm not sure about are pants versus shorts. Because I yes. still see a lot of people on the PCT wearing shorts. And mm-hmm. I and I'm a very sweaty person, okay? Just to just to get TMI like right up front here. Um Okay, I heard you I, say that. <laughs> I I I'm worried that if I wear like pants and long sleeves in this like beating sun, like when it's really hot, that I'm just gonna be like a mess right so i still want to wear shorts but i think so how does that work i think that most people most of my friends and a lot of the pcts we were hiking with do wear those long sleeve sun shirts whether it's like a the sun shirts that have the little hood Mm -hmm. um or the like button-up columbia sun shirt um and and then and then it's really a mix of pants and i think honestly i think everyone brings a pair of pants and a pair of shorts okay i i hike in leggings and then I bring a pair of shorts too. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm gonna have to figure that out because the sun is. I'm. I'm pretty sure the sun. Yeah. Is gonna kill like, me. I hear like... a lot of PCTers say they like run out of sunblock in the beginning in the desert, like really quick, because you bring one of those tiny tubes and it's gonna just run out in like. A couple uh, I hate sunblock. I the, the thought of having to wear sunblock every single day. Yeah, you want uh, the sun shirt. At least a shirt. I mean. But like, what about your then... face? Like, there's not much you can do there besides. Uh, well, I... well, I always wear a bandana on my neck as sun protection and then i've got hat and sunglasses so i don't mm-hmm. want to put maybe a little sunblock on my nose hopefully will my body or my skin get a little bit used to it after a while too totally you'll become like uh wrinkled and hard skin and it'll be lovely okay that's good to hear because i'm afraid that i'm i've said this before i'm afraid i'm just gonna melt like straight up because i am not used to you the need, sun like <laughs> some good hat and yeah I'll have to figure it out. I'll have to figure it out. I'll just look like a straight up like West Coast PCT sun mm-hmm. dirtbag hiker probably. Um knee pain, that's the next one on the list. So like I yeah. said, these are a lot of like pretty common things that can go wrong for people backpacking anywhere. But um what's the story behind this one? Just um just a, it's just a lot of downhill, a lot of steep downhill. Steep, really? I thought I thought the West Coast is all like smooth and flat. <laughs> That's what I've been told. <laughs> I've heard our. I think our mountains might be bigger than yours. Well, I, yeah, I did say they were bigger. I just said they're smoother, allegedly. It's the JMT. That that section is is the section of PCT is very steep. There are steep parts. So the downhill and the knees. And was it your knees or someone else's my, knees? My knees bother me downhill. I mean, it helps to have trekking poles, but and then I have and then I'm 40, 40 pounds. Other parts of the week, I'm thirty pounds heavier than normal, and that weight all is on my knees. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um. Okay, this is an interesting one. This one's a little bit less common. This next one, mm-hmm. lost items, like you yeah, lost this- your gear, like <laughs> yes. I've lost gear. A lot of people lose gear, I feel like. Um, yeah, the, when I went back with the Boy Scouts, I lost my sit pad. And the, and you were just talking about sit pad on one of the podcasts 
you were talking about your friend's zip pad and like a zip pad is such a, one of my favorite parts, pieces of gear because up in the Sierra, it's like really cold in the mornings and night sitting on those cold granite rocks. And um, also there's like so much dripping sap from the pine trees. So, it, so like if I don't have a sip pad, like I'm going to get sap on my butt and I wear leggings and it's just, yeah. And you lost it? Yeah. I just like left it somewhere. You just like left it on the side of the trail somewhere. I'm sure I sat down on it and then didn't pick and it up. Just and now, to pick it up. <laughs> you know, I think another hiker, I hope another hiker took it and yep. Free sip pad for somebody. Uh, yeah, free sip pad. Well, at least it, it looks like you didn't lose anything here that was like actually significant. Thankfully, a bag right. for your tent poles. Yeah, yeah, I left lost that bag, so my tent poles didn't have the bag. The rest, but I lost that like right away. Like right away, like your first day. <laughs> yeah, like the first few days, I lost that, and so then the whole time they were just shoved in the side of my pack. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like the bag for your tent poles is like pr- probably the least significant piece of gear that you could possibly lose so that's at least at least at least you got that going for you because i there's actually been a couple times this summer when i was hiking and i was like why am i even carrying the bag for my i literally just strapped them to the side of my pack like i don't even need the bag like it doesn't it's not like they're like they're they're tent poles they can get wet it's like they need to be like they're gonna break from like anything like a tree brushing up against them so i don't even understand what's the deal with bag for tent poles anyways we don't even need that <laughs> shit so i guess you don't and then your bandana you lost that too mm-hmm. what happened i bring i bring several but i t- I like time when they're wet around my straps and stuff and uh because i use like a bandana as a towel okay um and so they've just fallen off this is not like this happened several times to me i guess i don't tie them tight enough that's but anyway fair. yeah and then you had some gear break too. Yeah. Um, well, I had like my um, elastic in my tent poles was kind of failing. So that was frustrating. But also I've just seen a lot of broken straps on the trail. Um, and people have to like use carabiners to tie them. I, I guess not everyone has a nice new pack. <laughs> Backpack straps. And then. Okay. So this one I can relate to. Cause this happened to me once a Did long it? time ago. This next one, water leaked and spilled. Okay, wait. Maybe kind of I can relate. Spilled in your pack or spilled in your tent? Okay, so yes, that can relate to that. Explain. Um. Well, one night I was like getting ready for bed in my tent, and I didn't realize I was like standing on my hose to my bladder and like flooded my whole tent and it's already dark and I'm trying to go to bed and then I have to deal oh with like Oh my god, that's fucking terrible. <laughs> and I had to deal with like soaking it all up with my bananas or my extra clothes or whatever and like of course my friends are like hearing me and laughing at me from their tent. <laughs> <laughs> was it cold outside? Cuz that could actually be kind of dangerous yeah, if the weather was bad. Yeah, it was really frustrating. <laughs> For me what happened is this was a long time ago so I hardly even remember it, but when I first like first started backpacking, I had a platypus on the inside of my backpack, kind of like tucked mm-hmm. against like the frame of my backpack, and I had like the hose and shit, obviously. And like at one time, I got to a shelter and I was about to, you know, we we're gonna camp, and I found out, and I don't know why I'm I haven't used a water blotter ever since this, so I don't know, maybe they've improved since then, but for some reason, I feel like I've seen ones where the the place where the hose comes out at the bottom of the bladder, obviously, 
um, mm-hmm. is not the place where you fill up this fill up the bladder, right? There's like a separate compartment that opens top. at the top, yeah, which makes yeah. more sense. But the one I had, it was just like a like a screw on the bottom, and that connected to the hose, so that was like the only opening. Yeah. And because it was at the bottom, I think it just came unscrewed, and all the water mm-hmm. just leaked out right on my sleeping bag. So I was oh, thankfully it, it was summer, like it wasn't like dangerous or anything. Yeah, it was it's just like obnoxious. not a big deal, but it's a big deal at the time. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and, it could be a big deal. Like if you if you get really like if you're cold and like you you're yeah, relying well, on that, that dry that shit. Happened to... Yeah, totally. Yeah, and one thing that happened to one of my friends was her bladder tube froze one morning, and because we like fill up our bladders the night before in the morning we can just like hit the trail and start hiking and her bladder was totally frozen and this happens to a lot of people out here hiking in the snow now it's snowed out here now um but yeah that could be dangerous when it freezes too now do you think you're going to use a water bladder for overnight hikes and stuff after this yeah i i like to not have to like reach around my side for a, a water bottle and I bring both. I bring water bottles too. Interesting. I feel like most people. Um, I'm not. I'm not hating. By the way, I'm just. I just think it's interesting <laughs> because uh, most people. I feel like don't like bladders for for overnight. Yeah, I, hiking. I think like the the PCTers that are doing this for months, the bladder gets kind of gross, probably. Yeah. Oh, for a through hike, like, a, or excuse me, for a longer, like a long, long for a hike. longer through hike. Not that hike, three yeah. weeks isn't long. That is a fucking long time. Trust me. I know, but I don't know. Yeah, I I'm not a, ever since that incident with the water bladder I had, I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm just not. I can see yeah. how they're good for day hikes and stuff like that, yeah. but I don't know, just not crazy about them for for uh, overnights. Um, oh god, this next one, you walked off of a switchback. That sounds no. This just happens a lot when we're in groups and like uh, the person that's leading isn't paying close attention like there's so many switchbacks on the pc oh so you just like kept JMT. going straight when you were supposed to like People, turn he, yeah exactly okay i read that as like walked off a cliff which i guess is not what no, it says but no I don't know but why, walking that's what off, I thought. like instead of turning at the switchback yeah and got lost like every time someone got lost it was pretty easy to turn around but like people walk off the end of People walk off trails, you know, to go use the bathroom or go look at a viewpoint. And so then that's the only point where someone's like, oh, where'd the trail go? I think I went the wrong way because I took this little side trail to look over the edge of the cliff. Exactly like you were saying. Um, how about you also just wrote like lost trail here? Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Is that usually on like switchbacks or is this do people get lost a lot on this or not? Not get lost but do they lose the trail a lot on the jmt no i think it's more like simply being off walking off the trail for like 50 feet and then realizing and coming back and then realizing it yeah i gotcha i gotcha this next one hiker hunger or ran out of food yikes yeah yeah we were definitely starving like (laughs) after a week because even though we brought planned out all our food it like it was never enough i always wish i had twice as much food um after after the hunger hits in um and then um yeah we had a there's a group of pc tiers and i'm gonna make a big complaint to the people at kennedy meadow south they tell these pc tiers oh you're gonna be at vermilion valley which is like the next resupply on the trail if you don't like hike kind of hike way out over a pass um 
you'll be there in like 10 days or whatever. And it takes them like way more than that. And people have, so this big group, they all ran out of food. It was like 10 people and it didn't take them 10 days. It took them 15 days or whatever, because these PCTers, even though, yeah, some say they don't slow down in the Sierra, they do. And they're not hitting those 20 mile days anymore because they're climbing giant mountains and, um, have to carry bear can now. Right. And so, yeah, uh, they ran out of food and, but they ran, but we saw a couple of them a couple days, like the day before VVR. So I don't know how long they were without. Well, I hope they made it. That's always like a big they fear did. of mine, but it's never really, I've never really had it come close to happening. I don't know. They did. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's smart for people to like bring an extra day food when you're doing like terrain. That's kind of this hard. Yeah. Or at least have a backup plan or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I see. I've never... I've never really carried extra food before. I'm going to be honest. And that being mm-hmm. said, I've never like completely finished all of my food before a resupply. So like I said, I've never wow. run out of food either. But like, I don't know. That that yeah, does well, make we me kind of nervous for like days. unfamiliar terrain. I don't eight know. Days. Yeah, eight days between resupplies. So that was kind of a long stretch. And then those PCTers would have gone about 16 days but they're trying to do it in like 10 um so big a big big section gotcha well geez um this next one bad weather yeah we didn't really have that much bad weather but we did have one day with like really gnarly wind that was not enjoyable but um and then and then later in the summer i had a couple thunderstorms which i actually enjoy the thunderstorms what okay that's one thing that makes me really nervous about hiking out west is thunderstorms because i hate them even here Uh when i'm below the tree line so let alone out there where it's like exposed and shit can you talk about that a little bit yeah we just we just try and get in our like in in july try and get in your miles before everything in before like 2 p.m so just hike from like 7 till 2 i guess and Mm. then so that if a thunderstorm hits, you build your tent, you get inside, take a nap. It'll clear up at like six, five or six or seven. You can eat dinner or keep hiking if you want, but um, they're fun. It's like big hail the size of like marbles. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, shit, I fucking hate thunder. So I hope, I'm, I feel like when I'm out there, it's going to happen at some point. Like it's kind of inevitable, but we'll see. We'll see. So yeah. this is another one that scares me elevation sickness (laughs) yeah one of my friends got elevation sickness pretty bad on she was hiking a like i guess day five through ten with me but um people a lot of people do get elevation sickness in this in the sierra because you're hiking between nine and fourteen thousand feet and um i guess what i want to say about elevation sickness is that i i think that people are I think in general, like fifty percent of people are like always dehydrated. <laughs> I can that, I, I can and, agree with that honestly. <laughs> like yeah, people don't drink enough water, and if you're one of those people that you're like, oh, I don't drink that much water, like it's way more likely to hit you than if you're one of those people that's like, oh, I drink five liters of water every day. It's not. I don't know. That's interesting. Okay, that's good because I drink a lot of water. I feel like, but I also sweat good. a lot, so I would probably be. I'd probably still get dehydrated <laughs> up there. Let's be honest. Um, this next one didn't like the food that you brought. That went wrong. Yeah, this is frustrating for me because I I bring food that's, like, I bring some junk food, too, in addition to, like, 
things I should be eating while I'm hiking. And um, when my friends don't like what they brought and they want to eat my food, but I brought like the right amount of food for myself. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so this was more, okay. So this is more for your friend's sake than you. Yeah. I, I brought what I liked. So yeah, what, what were this. some of the things that they brought that they ended up getting sick of or didn't like? Oh, people don't like their dehydrated meals and wish they had mashed potatoes and ramen like I did. Ah, or they, like, so, so like the like the backpacker or mountain house meals and shit like that. Yeah, they don't want to eat that or like. I just I made know. a video complaining about those, so that's why I'm like, yes, oh, other good. people don't to like them it. too. They suck. Yeah. I hate. I hate those. I hate those. You know, fucking I things, switched honestly. to mashed potatoes and ramen like a year ago, and now I'll, I'll eat one of those meals occasionally, but I prefer ramen. See, that's like, that's not, that's kind of an unpopular opinion, which is what the video is about, though, because I feel like a lot of people like those meals. And, and like, I get that they're convenient and stuff, and I talk about that in the video, too, but I just don't like the taste. You I know, know what? And this, I think, is one of the big differences between JM tiers and PC tiers. I think JM tiers, they all have those meals, and you'll see their photos before their, hi their hike, and they'll have 21 Mountain House meals lined up. Oh, my God, yeah. Of, like, yeah. three flavors, and then they'll have, like, all the exact same cliff Bars of, like, one every day of the same flavor, and it's, like, their pictures. I look at their food, and I'm like, oh, my God, how can you eat that? And then the PC tiers just eat, like, whatever. They've got a giant block of cheese, and they've got some giant bag of jerky, and they've got, you know, Yep, and, and you know what? It's not stuff. even JM tiers versus PC tiers. Um, it's just people who have done long distance hikes versus people who probably don't have quite as much experience and just people who are doing a shorter hike versus people that are right. doing a longer hike. Right. Because I'm sure as you and everyone can imagine, you know, when you're going for a couple months versus a couple weeks, like you mm -hmm. often, you can't afford to eat mountain house meals on a regular basis. Um, cause they right. just cost so much. So just in terms of, you know, just finances alone that doesn't really make sense and also you do get sick of them obviously as you just explained there so that makes sense and this next one on the list also makes sense because this is something <laughs> just about everybody listening is going to relate to and that is unbearable stench <laughs> couldn't even say it without laughing <laughs> <laughs> we yeah we get so stinky and um this one the boy scouts really thought was like hilarious because they you know are teenagers and they're laughing about how much they smell and yeah, everybody just stinks, and that's part of you know the hiker trash and enjoying it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this is a, <laughs> this is a good question. Some people that I've met do not they they get very like I don't I don't know what the right word is not not embarrassed not like uptight but they just don't like being stinky and being dirty like that. And then there's other people, and I tend to fall into this category more. It's not like I like it, but it doesn't really bother me that much like there was never any times where i felt like shame for being a the stinky hiker in the grocery store there's never really any times where i was shamed just, me they shamed because, you are you like more stinky well, than everyone else <laughs> well my i had two friends that uh did well my friend that did the whole thing with me and then one friend did the first two weeks and they like needed to bathe in the river every single day uh, with their like little soap and like wash their clothes and lay them out to dry. And they were constantly like scrubbing their clothes with their little soap in the river, which you're not supposed to do anyway. Definitely but, not. <laughs> um, and it was like a big deal. They had to make time for this every day, which was annoying to me because I don't care about this. And also I'm wearing like one of those Columbia shirts, those button up shirts. And those, that synthetic material just really, it really stinks. Yeah, After it definitely does. A few days. <laughs> 
It definitely it, does. I don't know. I just it ne- it just doesn't bother me to be like stinky and like gross like yeah. that. Not that I like it. Again, I don't like it, but like I don't know. And I'm like a, as we've established, I'm a fucking sweaty guy too. So I but don't know. But it's fun to embrace the hiker trash. You have to. You really have to. Maybe that's why I don't let it bother yeah. me too much. Um, this next one on the list. You felt scared, and then in parentheses it says "Mountain Lions and Thirst," which I yeah, think is a have, book. Maybe have you read that book yet? I no. <laughs> you got it. Well, I listened to it, so um, it's about this woman that hikes the whole entire PCT in sixty days. Is that the one where she throws her boots? No, that's wild. Oh, that's wild. Okay, yeah, um, I don't really read books or watch no, movies, so I don't know. <laughs> no, this is she like set the record for a time, a uh, fastest PCT hiker. And so short book, but anyway, she she was being stalked by she thought she was being stalked by mountain lions. So of course, I'm listening to this audiobook. My friends and I are listening to this audiobook, and we um, uh, and so then it's just getting up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom and feeling scared, because that's the time most people experience mountain lions. But we didn't experience any, and it was all just in my head. And you know, that's fear good. Is, fear is you know, everything's on the other side of fear, right? I f- I'm. I've thought a little bit about hiking in mountain lion territory because, again, I've barely ever done that. Although I guess yeah. the, the brief time I did a few years ago, I didn't really. I was actually I was too worried about grizzly bears. That's why. So I didn't think about mountain lions. But I don't know. I don't really worry about bears too much, even here. And like I know a lot of people, right. even on the East Coast, like worry about bears and shit. Like on the AT, a lot of right. people did, and I just never really. Not that I like. Not a. Not gonna say I'm like not afraid of bears but i just like don't like worry about them that much so i'm hoping to carry that over some mountain lions too we'll see yeah yeah well so i've never seen bears in the backcountry i've seen bears in campgrounds in town and like on the roads and they're bears are near where the trash cans are Mm -hmm. where the people are but also um all the mountain lion most of the mountain lion stories i've heard are people night hiking because they're nocturnal so i don't really see oh i didn't even think about that yeah yeah, so if you night hike, you're more likely to experience have an experience than if you're day hiking. This next one, sketchy snow situation or unpleasant post hole situation. Yeah, it's just those big passes we went over. Um, so there were some really steep parts where we just kind of had to like be very careful. Be very careful. Do you have any not sketchy stories from that? Oh, you know, climbing Mount Whitney. We were it was June. Let's see, June 10th, maybe. And um, there are some places where you're you're stepping in, you know, with someone else's footprints. But if you were to fall down to the left, you'd fall down several thousand feet. Uh, I don't like the sound of that. And then there's, like, all the other big passes. And there's kind of these places where you just need to, like, carefully walk across. And, yeah, if you were to, if you were to fall, you could take a very big fall. But you would slide to your death, probably. Do you have but, to carry an ice axe on the JMT? No, um, an ice axe only works if you know how to use it and are trained in self-arrest. Um, and I think that you could also self-arrest with a hiking pole if it's shrunk down to its shortest size, but um, it wouldn't really make... The amount of time you're actually in these situations isn't worth carrying it, I don't think. Okay, okay. That's that's good to know, because that's another thing I've wrestled them. with. Because, yeah, I've seen people... Like when they get to Kennedy Meadows or wherever the hell it is, they always like not not always. Some of them pick up 
an ice axe in addition to like the bear can and micro yeah, but if they haven't shit. like trained to use them in self arrest, it's useless. Yeah, I've heard you gotta like practice with it a little bit, and that looks kind of fun, honestly. Like practicing it. I don't oh, know yeah, where the fuck fun. you do I it, mean, but <laughs> well, like people practice right when they get to like Mount San Jacinto in in the Southern California. Um, yeah, there's places, but um, and I've and I've done. I took an REI course and like have been learning how to mountaineer in our LA mountains in the winter. So, uh, but I didn't feel like on the JMT I need, need it. Interesting. Okay. Okay, next... we should probably like go through some of these kind of fast, huh? Sure. Do you think <laughs> we can actually get through the rest of these by think, the end? I think some of them we can just say them because they don't have stories. Okay. This next one. Oh shit! I lost track. Where are we? Oh, uh, right oh I see. It, I see it. Um, fell, scrapes, injured. <laughs> oh god, yeah. that sounds dramatic. I mean, that's just like getting beat up, fall, like tripping and falling, and that's not that happens. Um. And then the next one I wrote, sketchy rock scramble situation. So some of the going down some of these passes, like the snow has taken out the the um, trail. So we're still kind of looking for it. So it is a little scrambly. So it's just like you don't know exactly where the trail is. You're just kind of yeah. like, did did you use a gut hook? No, I use an old school paper map. Oh, <laughs> nice. Is there? I'm assuming there's a gut hook for the JMT. Of course. Yeah. 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 If there's one for the PCT. I mean, it's like a PCT section. Yeah. Yeah um well that would have been helpful probably like not, not that i'm against paper maps in fact most people listening know that i actually do like paper map maps quite a bit but i think i would definitely use gut hook if i was yeah on this trail. well it's like we're crossing snow and so then you cross the snow and you're like looking around like wait where's the trail go <laughs> where'd it come out the end all right next one this is one that definitely i am concerned about for hiking out west uh particularly like in the Sierra, I always mm-hmm. Sierra's. I always hear people complaining about the sketchy river crossings. Yeah, this year I didn't feel as scared as I did my first summer in the Sierra because now I I'm just more confident crossing rivers. Mm-hmm. But um, they 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 can be kind of strong sometimes. And then um, of course, like my next one felt I had. Oh God! Yeah. Other years I've fallen in just crossing, and like you know, the current hits me, and I kind of topple over. Oh, jeez, that sounds and terrible. Then, yeah, and I had another That's friend who was trying to, to cross me. on a. She was trying to cross on a log, and she's like, "I'm like, do not cross on that log. You're gonna fall in, and then your shoes will be wet." And she's like, "I can do it." And then she, of course she fell right in, and then her shoes were wet all day. Was it like a falling into a? Okay. This sounds. I mean, you're falling into river. You're falling you... into river that's like six inches deep. Or oh, okay, deep. okay. But it's but just enough... like rushing really hard. No, it's just enough where you're gonna get wet. You're gonna get your shoes wet. Oh, so when you say falling, actually, okay. So I'm, I'm, I misread this. So okay, says... so this is another thing that's the difference between JM tiers and PC tiers. Uh, everyone in my groups, we when we cross rivers where we're gonna get our feet wet, we switch into our water shoes or our sandals. And then um, a lot of people just hike right through them in their trail runners and then have wet feet for a couple hours until they dry. Mm-hmm. So it's your choice. Do you want to take a minute to put on your sandals and cross or have wet feet after? So I like, I like misread this for some reason fell in the river. That makes sense based on mm-hmm. what you just said. But for some reason I thought you meant like you were fording a river, like you were, your feet were already wet and then you like fell Oh, like, that's happened to me also. <laughs> that happened to you? Because that, that sounds fucking dangerous. Like, that's how people get swept but see, away and die. No, but, 
Yeah, but this is um rivers that are like I don't think I crossed a river that was more than like knee deep. Okay, okay. But I mean even then, but yeah. I don't like rivers. Rivers water in general just kind of sketches me out. Like I, I don't like to <laughs> swim or jump off of rocks or and that's not mm. quite relevant, I guess, but I, I just don't like water is what I'm saying. So yeah. that is definitely sketchy. So this next one is bizarre. Um, I don't understand how these two things relate to each other, but it says elevation farts, and then in parentheses it says chips. <laughs> okay, this is why I want to explain it. When you go to the grocery store in Mammoth, Mammoth Lakes, or at the Vermilion Valley um, store, all the chip bags are completely puffed up because you're at high elevation. Oh, okay, okay. So that is how I explain, like, at that high elevation, everybody's just so farty. <laughs> Is that a thing at high elevation? Elevation farts. I mean, I've I never heard of that before. Everybody's just, yeah, I think it is because it's like the same thing as the bag of chips that they're pu- they're puffed up. It's funny, like once you go to Mammoth Lakes, you'll see like all the chip bags are all the way puffed up. <laughs> that is pretty funny, damn. <laughs> um, this next one is, it's. I'm just gonna say it's constipation. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, see, I'm like I'm experiencing. Experienced enough to know what food that I want to take hiking, but not everybody brings the right food. I should put that one next to the food you don't like. <laughs> You're like editing the list as we go. Chafing. <laughs> Chafing, yeah. that's a big one. I can definitely relate to that because, again, sweaty as fuck. Yeah, wearing shorts. It depends. Like, wear shorts can get kind of chafing. Um, woke up to everything frozen or wet. Yeah, that, that happened... Uh, a lot because we camp right by the lakes and the condensation in the tent and then like everything's wet or there was a day where everything was frozen and like my water shoes were like a rock solid frozen i had these like meshy ones and like my friend's sports bra was solid and she held it up and it just stood up on its own <laughs> <laughs> it was so frozen <laughs> this next one sounds like a horror movie title <laughs> attack of the killer mosquitoes <laughs> The mosquitoes are so bad sometimes. <laughs> Even like when you're above tree line and it's like sunny Not, and windy. It's inconsistent. Shit. It's inconsistent. Okay. So like so like the year before this year, last year, I went there's this place called Thousand Island Lakes, which is like about ten miles from Mammoth Lakes. Like you could hike people to hike it a lot as like a weekend trip, but it's a place you'll go past on the JMT or PCT. And that it's like a really popular, beautiful lake. But anyway, Two years ago, it was like we were being eaten alive by mosquitoes. We had bug head nets. We were – it was miserable. And that's happened to me a couple of a couple other places a couple other days. But um, this year, I was there uh, when I went back with the Boy Scouts and the same weekend as I was the year before and not a single mosquito. So really just – Damn. You can't – you can't – I mean, you could try and predict it based on, like, the snow levels and when's the snow going to melt. But – the mosquitoes are so bad sometimes. Like, I tell people, the mos- they're like, what's the worst part about JMT? I'm like, the mosquitoes are by far the worst part if you have bad mosquitoes. This next one, we're going to get through the whole list, I think, now. I okay. said at the beginning Good. we weren't going to get through we're the whole list, but we're, we're yeah, I, th- I think we're going to get through here. We, I mean, we still have a bunch more, but anyways, yeah, as I waste time. Because there's a few where I don't really have stories. Um, Dug up someone else's poop. That sounds like a story. That just, this has happened a couple times because. A couple times, jeez. There's no. There are no, like, outhouses anywhere. And so everybody camps kind of, like, there's, the you know, the established campsite, camp areas where 
and people camp in the same areas night after night and go right behind the same big boulder. And so I, and you're supposed to dig a cat hole to like before you poop. And so I've gone behind this boulder that's just far enough from camp. And then I'm, and I'm like, this is the perfect spot. And then I dig a hole and I'm like, oh shit, ew. Like this was the perfect spot for everybody that's been here. Yeah. So it happens. Uh, happens to you apparently. <laughs> it's never happened to me. It happens. Uh, is that it? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, the, I've, I've have a lot of questions about pooping in places <laughs> that are not the forest like I'm used to, but we will, we will save that for another time. This, this next one. <laughs> This is a sad one. Trash on the trail. Yeah, that's just more like a bummer one, seeing trash. Mm-hmm. And it not is. so much like when you're far out on the JMT. That's more like when I'm hiking in more places where people could day hike. Yep. I'm sure yeah. everybody listening knows all about that one. Um, yeah. This next one, felt too hot. I can relate to that one because, first of all, I'm just hot as fuck. But second of all, i <laughs> sweaty. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that goes to the second one. Felt too cold, and it's just like find like I'm I'm too hot in the middle of the day. I'm too cold in the morning at night, and it's like finding that temp that it's so. Uh, that's just a we're just as I'm complaining with my friends. That's a bit, we just complain about that a lot. Being too hot or too cold. This next one mileage miscalculation. Yeah. Um. So before I went on this trail, I made like a big spreadsheet with my map of every like section between signs like using my map of how they had mileage and because and the reason I like really planned it out was because I was having different friends meet me for different sections of this so I kind of needed to like actually stick to a plan and um I left off there was two different times that I left off like a three mile section and my friends were so mad at me (laughs) (laughs) I'm like I'm sorry it's three miles I forgot like I missed I messed up you didn't you could have checked my work you had the spreadsheet this next one, these next couple ones actually have to do with friends. Mm-hmm. Can't keep up with your friends. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I I have short legs and I'm more slow than most of my friends. And so um, in past years, it's got me down more that I couldn't keep up with them. It kind of, you know, like a blow to my ego. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm like, I'm fine. I've got my earbuds. I'm listening to trail tales hey, podcast by myself i'll catch up to them at lunch or whatever but yeah sometimes it does hurt my ego if i if they're much faster i can i can feel that for sure um this next one lost friends yeah does this uh, mean like you lost your friends or they got lost they like we just got lost i should have put that by like walking off the trail like i've had friends who are like oh they go you know they they're like go off to the side to like take photos or something and uh then then I pass them, and then, yeah, it's just, it's, I mean, I don't have an exact story. All right, there's definitely got to be a story to this next one. It says, fought with a friend, and then parentheses, everyone is there for different reasons. Yeah, I ha- actually, that this was one of the hardest things about my trail this summer, or my, my hike, because I did it with so many different friends. Like, the first section was five friends, first five days. The second second part was two of those friends plus two new ones. Um And I had a friend who was very, she was not enjoying her time on this trip at all. Mm, That's Um, tough. She, which the next one is felt homesick. She was really homesick and lonely. And I kind of just felt like I didn't know why she was there. She wasn't enjoying it. And so we actually had a hard day when our friend with, um, our friend who had elevation sickness was really struggling to keep up with us. 
and I ended up like we ended up kind of getting into she and I, the other friend ended up kind of getting into it because oh no I wanted her to slow down and help and said she was taking photos and not waiting for us and it was, I don't know she did wait and and then she and then I she you know she didn't want to be on the trail she should have hiked out earlier mm-hmm. so I guess we kind of covered felt homesick or lonely yeah. then which is the next one on the list um this next one <laughs> bit by an ant <laughs> yeah this happens a lot the ants are giant up there compared to like the ants in my house oh god really yeah they're giant like, ants that sounds terrible they're giant ants and they bite that sounds even more terrible <laughs> <laughs> well when i mean giant like maybe three quarters of an inch that's pretty Half giant compared to any fucking ant i've ever seen they're really big there yeah <laughs> but, yeah so they bite I have been bit by a fly, though, which is the next one. Have on this you? List. I have. I don't know what the fucking Where? flies out there are like, but the ones here, you th- I've definitely been bit. Yeah, they Horse bite. Flies. Exactly. They're, they suck. They do suck. I feel like we don't even need to say anything about mm-hmm. that one. No one. No one's like, oh, yeah, we, why don't they explain why it sucks? Like, no. People, <laughs> people get that. This next one, just very blanket statement, exhaustion. <laughs> yeah, everybody can feel that. Just Everybody hiking. can feel that. Yep. This one, cut yourself with a knife. <laughs> yeah. This happened to one of my friends a couple years ago when we were at the trailhead, and I she was, like, trying to open a package, and she, like, sliced her hand right before we started hiking. And then also, like, I listened to the book Blisters this summer, and she talks about some PCTers that were chopping wood and, like, cut them. Once somebody cut them so yikes. bad, they had to get off trail. This is but. why I just don't carry a knife. This, yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh, you're such a grand winnie. You don't carry a knife." And I'm like, "No. The real reason the I don't thing, carry a knife is because I don't want to cut myself." The right? only thing you need a knife for is to like cut a block of cheese. Yeah, that's actually a lie. I do. <laughs> I this year I did start carrying a knife because I made a video and I talked about how I didn't carry a knife in that video, and then YouTube decided that it needed to show that to everybody and their mother, and it fucking got like a hundred thousand views, and everyone's like, "Fuck this guy and it's not carrying a knife and all this shit." So I was like, "Fine, <laughs> I'll carry a knife." I, so I, I do carry. Did it a make you knife feel now. better to carry it? Uh, no, I never used it. I still never used it, but I did carry it just so the stupid bushcrafters who were hating on me would shut up. Mm-hmm. Not that they knew anyway. Not that they cared. But anyways, um, this next one, this one happens a lot. A squirrel chewed through your bag. Yeah, or it's happened bag. on another trip, but it's yeah, it's happened. It actually, I've I've seen it happen to people on the trail, and um, because of course we're supposed to have all our food in our beer can, but like during the day we have snacks on the outside of our bag, mm-hmm. like in the pockets and stuff. Yeah, you got to watch out for those pesky squirrels. This next one, chipmunk chewed on trekking poles. I've heard of this happening with like other like maybe like raccoons or. Some shit yeah. I can't even remember now, but I've definitely I've definitely heard of this one happening. Yeah, before. they just chewed through my like was, I have was it cork um, cork handles, yeah. yeah, and they chewed on them. That'll happen. That'll happen. This one sounds bad. Ran out of water. Yeah, this is crazy because like in the Sierra they say like you can never run out of water. You can carry only one liter. But there was like a like day one we didn't you know we started out with like our full bladders and then we six eight miles in we didn't even we passed the lake didn't refill and then we were like we passed chicken spring lake which if, if any listeners have hiked out of cottonwood pass they know where that is but um we didn't refill there we're like oh we're almost we know i don't know we all ran out of water like right away yikes <laughs> we, didn't, we weren't it. using gut hooks we were using my 
paperback. Um, oh my god, we only got two left. Filter or bladder failure? Didn't we kind of mention this one already? We did talk about our bladder failure and then like uh, filters goodie. I don't. Oh, oh filter, filter filters cool. different. You're right. Filter filters yeah. different. I just had the cap on my like smart or not my smart one, my Sawyer like that little cap mm-hmm. broke off, so that was frustrating. Like the like the white piece on top. Well, mine's black, but maybe yours. Like no, like, no, like the, the the top, like the nozzle. Oh, kind of. I have this the mini, so yeah. Oh, oh. So okay. it has this like little lid. Yeah. Okay. I see what hat. you're saying now. I see what you're saying. Um, the last one. Ready? <laughs> Drum roll. Everyone's so excited. <laughs> Swallowed a bug. <laughs> this <laughs> so <one>. dramatic. <laughs> it. When it happens to me, I'm pretty dramatic about it because I hike a lot of times breathing through my mouth because I'm like huffing and puffing. Yeah. And I've like swallowed like two butt, like I think there were flies probably, or like swallowed them and had to like try and spit them out. Yeah, I swallowed a couple bugs. I fucking hate when that happens. I will say though, I would rather <laughs> swallow a bug than get a, a bug in my eye. Oh, in your eye. That's a good one. Black flies. Black flies suck. Black flies suck. Well, anyways, that's the whole list, Natalie. We did it in yeah. 55 minutes. Um, I do Ooh. know that you have a story, though, even though this episode's mostly been stories, but that's okay. It's I know. Tales. You, One. <laughs> you, okay, so quick story. Um. And this is like um, one of my PCT friends that I met her on the trail. Um, the day that we were going over Mirror Pass, um, which is one of the big passes, beautiful, has Mirror Hut on it. Um, she wasn't ready to go in the morning when we were going. So I was like, okay, um, we'll just, just catch up with us. See ya. And so we get to the top of the hut and like, when I get to the top of a pass or a peak, I'm like one of those people that's like, woo, we made it. Like, and kind of, I cheer for my friends like, yay, you did it. Like, I totally am one of those like, uh, positive. We, we reach our goal. Um, and so Sometimes I get up there and I'm like, woo. Okay. So I get up there and I, I guess I made a couple noises and I hear like, oh, and I think it's her. And so then I do my, um, my howl and I'm like, oh, and then I'm doing my and we're like, you know, we're, we think she's behind us. We're trying to communicate with her. And then this coyote comes up over the mountain and we're like, holy shit. I was howling communicating with a coyote not our friend (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and it just comes pretty close to us because it's begging for food it's probably been fed before um and i'm like it was just like oh my god i thought that was my friend howling back because (laughs) other times when we had like leapfrogged her before on the trail she we had like communicated with like kind of shouting at each other right um and yeah it's coyote but uh, she caught up later in the day and it was a funny story that is funny well, shit, that's going to do it, Natalie. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this, and sorry again about my terrible scheduling. Um, that's okay. Why don't you go ahead and plug your Instagram or anything else you want to plug? Sure, thanks. My Instagram is nat, short for Natalie, nat Reynoso, N-A-T-R-E-Y-N-O-S-O, and my website is natalierenoso.com. There's a couple blogs on there, some of my other adventures nice so um yeah it's really great to speak with you i've i'm impressed by all the work you put into this blog i mean into your podcast just kidding 
I do put a lot of work into this, yes. I but can tell. It's a labor of love. Because <laughs> yeah. it's fun. And I love the people who listen to this podcast. Um, all right. That's going to do it. Thank you for listening, everybody. I love you, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have a good one. Thank you again, Natalie. Bye. You're welcome.